Hey, Chad. Hey, Cameron. So our friend Anthony got me onto this. Uh, I, I, I've been kind of hooked on this YouTube channel. Yeah. But they do a little talk show. Oh, no, I can't remember the name. Incognito mode. Oh, man, it would have been so funny if you didn't remember the name. And it was just like, is this a bit or is this just an aptitude? I know this is a terrible way to open a show. Uh, are you familiar with the Internet Historian? Vaguely. Yeah, me too. But he's one of the guys. And it's just it's two guys and they're talking kind of like we do. But what oh. I find really fascinating is that they're both uh, very, very uh, entertaining. So it's a little different than this show. Oh, have you taken notes? I am. I think that one of the things I noticed, they're both a lot better than improv than I am. Because <laughs> like, they'll have a bit and they, they roll with it really fast. It's also heavily edited. And sometimes I wonder if there's like more than one take or they build on it or something because they cut around topics really, really fast, too. And it's sure. all like animated with uh, like After Effects and stuff. Uh, but it's a very funny show. And it's one of those things where I don't necessarily want to change how Opinions and Sheep goes. But it's like if I ever make uh, other things, I really want to make sure it feels like this. Whereas kind of like a higher energy, there's a... There's a tempo, there's a rhythm to it. Yeah, I get you. I mean, we all have kind of our favorite, like, podcasts and stuff, right? Like, when I started podcasting, oh, my, sure. my thoughts were, you know, oh, I really like the comedy button. I really like uh, the dismal jesters. These more kind of goofy off the wall. But there's a lot of improv to both of those. I'm horrible at improv. And so I've never been able to capture that because I just I don't have the skill set. But there's still things you can take from it that you like, right? Like some of the the weird humor and the awkwardness and just the 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 cadence and the energy. Like I try to be somewhat energetic when we do this show because I don't want to be like totally sleepy and boring, even though half the time I feel totally sleepy and boring. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being yourself either. Uh, I do. I've I met me. <laughs> um, I could try and emulate this incognito mode show but it would basically be a lesser version of that show and it's like no no, no. it's got to be it's got to have cameron in it it's got to be a cameron show but yeah. i'm laughing while i watch this so it's like oh how do i how do i step up my cameron game up to the next level of cameron that's with like everything though right like any artistic pursuit it's sort of like there's the people you like and that you want to emulate but eventually you have to start creating something that is yours because like I can write like Stephen King, but there's no people are going to Stephen King for Stephen King, or you know I can try and emulate Neil Gaiman, but people are going to Neil Gaiman for Neil Gaiman. Like being that but worse doesn't do you any favors. It it can be really good practice, but eventually you know every every artist, every podcast, or every whatever you get to a point where you're like I guess I have to find my own identity. Yeah, we were kind of talking about that last week when we were like reflecting on our own personal growth and old projects and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking for like a long while that I really, maybe I should put together like a Warcraft show or an MMO show. I feel like I've been barking up that tree for a while. For you. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like you especially appreciate my sense of humor in a way that not everybody does. And so mm -hmm. it's not that I discredit your recommendations, but you you have been saying that for a while. And it's like, you know what? Maybe Chad's right. Uh, uh, I've got a friend in another Discord where every time but the two of us are online, we just talk about complaining about Warcraft and we will talk for hours. And I haven't been subbed like for this entire year, but I think I spent hours talking <laughs> <laughs> the game, oh wow! How frustrated I am, and it's like you know the two of us. Uh, there, there's a lot of well there, and uh, they just announced their new expansion, and there's been a lot of interviews and stuff. And so I'm looking for like, are there any other Worldcraft uh, podcasts? Because a lot of them have died off. Like a lot of them, uh, when an expansion or two ago was bad, they kind of fizzled out. Um, some of them 
they toughed through the bad times, but then the bad times got worse with like the real world problems. And it's like, e, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate Blizzard. And yeah. so now there's like a void where like a lot of YouTubes, they kind of stopped doing uh, Warcraft. It's very interesting to see because it's like, I can't find a podcast that like has our level of recording quality. Like I'm talking like super amateur stuff is left. They don't know how to like structure or talk into a mic or anything. Because <laughs> we're fairly like, amateur. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. We are. Uh, but I have a bar. You know, I listen to some amateur yeah. shows, but it's like I can't hear one of the people talking. Like, guys, this isn't this isn't working. I know from my personal take on your stuff, like I. Because there was a time where I feel like you were subbed to every MMO and you would log on to Facebook and you would tell me a story of a weird person you met. And I would always like, you need to like start a blog or keep notes of this and like publish this as like a a weird essay book, like the weird people I've met online. Because you get into, it's less your sense of humor and more your ability to just like stumble onto strange social situations, be it VR chat or Space Station 13 or any of like the dozen MMOs you've played over the last 10 years. And you always tell the stories when you tell them to me, they're very entertaining. And I guess I'm a, I can visualize a lot of what's going on because either you tell them visually or I've played the games. And so I know what these things look like, but I don't know. I've, I've never really seen, I've never gone on to look for it, but I've never seen like that kind of internet content where it's like, here's the crazy stuff I've met in giant social games, um, written out as, vignettes and essays and i don't know because the i don't have a, a follow-up point to that I, I just think you should i still think you should do it i think it would be very entertaining yeah um i mentioned looking for podcasts and there's not a lot there's still a handful of very good youtube channels and i feel like a lot of them cover kind of uh niche topics or they're streamers and so i kind of think you know there might be room if i found this kind of uh like a focus on like weird stories and personal experience instead of just like trying to cover the news because that's covered yeah um you know everybody reads the patch notes and talks about it but it's like oh yeah but what about um like uh, one of my favorite workout channels actually all they do is like lesser known things so it's like uh he'll rank the longest dungeons in the game and he'll go over like the history or like back in vanilla, this one had 12 bosses in a row and like, and here's why. And then like, it's like trivia uh, behind the scenes stuff or it's like, Oh, here's a side quest. Everyone missed. And it's really sad, but it's really deep and it goes on for a while. And he'll like walk you through and it's like, well, these are neat stories. There's like so much stuff in here. And I almost want to do something where it's like, I find, uh, I find places that are good for like role play where it's like, here's an abandoned building where no NPCs walk by. And then here's like the features and here's some Very like, cool. uh, here's some jumping off points to like start a role play session. Like you can pretend to be a baker. You can pretend that you're traveling here and this is the only place safe in the storm or whatever, like uh different, uh, starting off points. And, and it's like, yeah, I think maybe I should while it like, the fire is there. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, because I know you've like, you've started and stopped a lot of things, but there's no, like, there's no bad way to do that, right? Because even if you stop, you still learn stuff. Like, you learn editing, you learn storytelling, you learn... The, the, the amount of skills that go into, like, doing a YouTube channel, it's a lot more than just being a personality on a camera, right? Like, when I watch some of these, like, longer-form YouTube channels by, like, Super Eyepatch Wolf or Folding Ideas or whatever... Sometimes you just like stop and sit back and you're like, God, it must have taken like 10 hours to edit this because there's so much stuff and it's two hours long and they had to go through it a multiple times and, and, you know, the effects and the transitions. And even if there's not a lot of effects, there's still like enough, you know, pictures are panning across. So they're not just solid pictures. Things are zooming in and out. Uh, there's multiple cuts and takes clearly like all of that is a skill set to learn that you would be, you know, practicing if you started doing this. And like, there's nothing bad about that, right? Like, that's only a net positive for you. Even if the channel doesn't go anywhere, you, you know, six months down the line, go, ah, maybe I don't, 
have enough content or whatever. Like you still, there's, it's always good to try new stuff because it, it builds and snowballs and compounds and all those other fancy fucking words. I can't talk very well, but you get what I mean. No, I do. And you're not wrong. Uh, uh, because I kind of already know how to do some of the stuff too. It's like, it wouldn't actually be oh, much yeah, yeah. time learning. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you know, I could just start it. Why not? Some might do that. I think I think that would be fun, especially because you have like an idea of that would be like your own niche, right? I was listening to um podcast. This is a while ago. Someone was interviewing a celebrity. Don't remember who. Names aren't important. She's got a kid who's like, I want to start a YouTube channel and play video games and, and people can watch me play, you know, Twi- on Twitch and YouTube and whatever. And she's like, well, no, because I don't think you should be just starting something to make it all about you. Like, I'll let you start a YouTube channel, even though you're like eight. But you got to you got to come up with a hook. You have to make it something that no one else has done that people are going to want to go specifically to you for. Like, that's the compromise. And I think even at like eight years old, I think that's a good compromise because you're you're. The hardest part is making, you know, giving something that people will care about. What what makes people want to go to you versus somebody else and i'm always surprised at like all these music react channels on youtube because they're all basically the exact same things where some dude is making faces while they listen to a song i have no idea how anybody gets entertainment out of that because it's just worthless to me but then you got like my vocal coach and a couple others who get old to pause the song hey this is what they're doing this is how they're doing it or um one guy I like uh, Finn McKinty. I'll watch his once in a while. But like, he bring, he goes in with like, "Hey, I'm going to tell you the history of this band a bit. We're going to listen to some old songs, and then we're going to listen to the new stuff, and we're going to figure out like how they got here." And so it, it becomes like a history channel. And I think that's a really good hook. And he still gets like the drip feed new content. Oh, this dude, you know song came out. I can react to it. He just has to put a little more work into it. And so, kind of, I think what you're doing is is in the same vein, right? We're like, well, there's lots of videos about World of Warcraft, but no one's doing something specifically about role-playing. I might as well fill that void because I like it. Yeah. Um, I was reminded of another channel where you're talking about uh, this guy. He pretty much reviews MMOs, and it's like he has a series called World's Worst MMO, and he just reviews the new player experience for pretty much every single MMO that if you do a search on Steam it'll come up and it's been a very fascinating series because there's a lot of uh consistency between mmos but there's also like hey this one's been around for a while and you can tell that it hasn't aged well because it's like there's this like disjointed uh tutorial level and as soon as you're out it's like they want you to go to the cash shop and buy a horse and it's like well wait like why why would i buy a horse like why are they presenting it this way it's strange uh and it's been a very interesting series and it's like yeah he's got a thing he's doing and he does it really well so it's like maybe i should try and find something Mm -hmm. yeah that might be interesting to do because like I don't know how you rate the user experience right when you first start, because for me, like, it's going to be really important making a character and, like, understanding kind of stats and what's what's being delivered, right? Like, that first, like, hour of an MMO can be extremely overwhelming, uh, but if you were, like, approaching it sort of, like, from a role-playing perspective, I think you'd have to sit more time in there because that's really community-based, is it not? Like, if there's not a lot of RP servers or people willing to do this then is it worth buying for that purpose? Yeah. Um, that would be a different approach. But I, I, the thing with uh, the RP community is it doesn't exist in every MMO. Makes uh, sense. Th- there ha- yeah, there has to be like a certain threshold of interested players so that the population size sustains itself. So I could probably focus on WoW. <laughs> Um, even in uh, Final Fantasy, as big as that game is, I don't know a lot of people that like to do like serious role play because I feel like the world isn't very conducive for it. Sure, which is a shame because it has a lot of better like animations and you can do player housing and stuff, and it's kind of like um, there's like a couple hot spots to visit, but nobody out in the world is like role playing. I would say the good thing about World of Warcraft as well is just, like, it's so big 
because you could almost like go from one area to the next and try to find like the great spot to role play and like, oh, let's go to Desolus. Oh, let's go to Ungoro Crater. Oh, let's go to, you know, the Plague Lands. Like, where, where's a good spot to do all this stuff? And just trying to find, you know, some scenic areas that are somewhat devoid of NPCs. Yeah, honestly, I think I could find a spot in every single zone that's like worth talking about to some degree. And there's like 20 videos right there. Yeah. Yeah, that might be something I look into. I uh, mean, are you looking for I a did reason to, to talk resubscribe? about the announcement this week? Oh, what? Are you looking for a reason to like resubscribe to World of Warcraft? No, it's more like if I do resubscribe, could I get a little more out of it when I do? <laughs> oh, sure. Like I, I wouldn't sub for this channel content, but I would record videos while I'm subbed. Like there's still other reasons I like to play the game. Okay. Uh, there's a whole patch that I haven't seen yet. And it has a lot of mounts that I kind of want to grind on, but I wasn't really feeling it a couple months ago. Uh, they added a snail. You can get a snail mount. Oh, that's cute. And it's cute. I like snails. Anyways, new patch. Oh, before the patch, I want to... Um, so you remember my favorite brand of water? Oh, yeah, that was. it's that... um. That edgy, like, death metal... Liquid death. Water. Yeah. Yeah, liquid death. Um, so they came out with a new lime flavor, so I wanted to try that today. How is it? Mm. Um, But it doesn't taste good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it tastes so, like, fakey. Man, so I, I really like their water because it tastes like actual water. And this completely undoes it. Oh, no. <laughs> I was oh, looking forward to this pack. all day. No, I got one at the gas station. And it's like, oh, I should have got two so I could drink one at work and then like have one for the show. But no, no, I'll save the review for the show. It'll be good content. Like, we're just saying we shouldn't live our lives around. I, um, I'm sorry. To hear, I'm drinking a I bubbly, don't even think this is lime sort flavor. Of like bubbly's good yeah it's like the exact opposite though of liquid death though right like it's the cans are really colorful they're personalized to the cans like the radio ads i've heard are like extremely uh targeting women uh you know they're very bright and colorful and then you're like liquid death it looks like a death metal logo it's water that'll fuck your shit but it's also just water and uh i i think that the extremes are very funny because we we the dry month continues, kind of. I had a beer yesterday, but I had an old Milwaukee, which if you've ever had one of those, it's fucking trash. Don't. It tastes like stale water in a tin can, um, but it's really low proof, and I, I wanted a beer really bad, and someone handed me one of those, and I was like, okay, this, this feels like a compromise because I won't enjoy it. Uh, I feel you. Nine more days. Yeah, it's around the corner. I wanted to drink so bad today because I almost fucked up cooking. I was making dinner, and uh, the 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 instructions on the fish I was making were like, if you thawed it, and I didn't read the unthawed or the the frozen one, so I I put it in, and everything came out at the same time, and I was like, this is cold as fuck. This is super not cooked at all, and I had to like hail mary that and like crank the oven and. Uh, we ate in two installments. One was like the sides, and then the other one was the main course. Like ten minutes later, and it was really annoying. And uh, my kitchen's a mess. I'm just like, I want a brandy Manhattan so bad. Well, I'm proud of you for restraining. Yeah, yeah. What were we gonna talk about? Oh, yeah, the announcement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, I don't know why they did this, but like the trailer on their website, like, why did trailers start doing this thing where they play clips of the trailer before the trailer starts? Um, I don't know if I've noticed that, but I don't really watch a lot of trailers. Okay, I'm getting really tired of this, and it like, it spoils the dramatic reveal at the end. It's like, why That's would funny. you upload it like this? So anyways, I timestamped it with the beginning cutoff. 
but you tell me when you click that. Click. Blizzard Entertainment. Ooh. Oh shit, are we doing some bronze dragon stuff? Because that's always fun lore. Uh, yeah, actually. It cries out in pain. There's a cool island with, like, stuff on it. We entrust like Greek statue very Olympian. Greek statue pillars. The watchers. Ooh, clouds coming in. Let the land slumber. Hidden. Even from our own eyes. You will feel our return in the waking of the land. Then you must light the beacon of tear hold. Lest the path home be lost to us forever. I feel like that statue would look a little shittier after 10,000 years. Yeah, he got a little green. Also, he's a magic statue, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I always forget that WoW got, like, extremely cinematic since I left it. Yeah, and there's still kind of debate as to whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing. Because it's almost, like, up its own ass with how grand this is supposed to feel. But I'm watching this and I'm a little confused. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> like... I'm watching the announcement live, and it's kind of exciting, but it's also kind of like, but what am I looking at? Like, is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? I feel like at this point I should know. It's over oh. halfway through the trailer. Oh. Like, I want to like this, but I don't, I don't know the context or what's going on or why I should care about this dude. And like, as a, a person who used to play this game, that shit was important to me. I didn't really play for the story. So, I mean, I've been playing up to this most recent expansion and I still like, I'm not really sure if this is good or not. Like, I, I feel like I'm confused watching this. And that's maybe a bad sign. It's cool how dramatic it is that he's getting all like crackly and there's a storm, I guess. But it's like, what is going on? And now it's uplifting music, so I guess we're happy? Because the music told us to be happy? Well, the funny thing is, is I didn't even have, like, I don't know how big he was until the dragon showed up, right? Like, there's no sense of scale, because it's like a, a stone man. He could be a giant, or he could be, like, really tiny. Yeah, I, I actually still don't know how big he is, because I'm not sure what the scale on the dragon really is. Aren't those dragons really big? Yeah. Because I, I think they... That, that man might be 12 feet tall. But he looks That's really true. small in the dragon's hand. And I'm not quite sure. <laughs> once again. Here, 
I like all the colors. Yay, color. I saw this movie. It was called Rhea and the Last Dragon. So, that was neat in theory, but I, I don't like it in practice. It didn't tell me anything, like, and it's it's not like this is the first time they've done dragons. Like, there's been dragons since fucking Vanilla WoW, so like, I, I don't really get excited yeah. about more dragons in World of Warcraft. Like, you've played that card literally every expansion. Um, yeah, so we literally, we haven't seen anything new. Uh, it, now, there's something funny about the Dragon Isles, because the Dragon Isles is something that's been hinted at before in the past. But it's like, what does it matter? And it's like, fans have been asking for this for a while. But it's like, why? Like, because you heard someone say Dragon Isles once, you just, you want to see the Dragon Isles because someone said the word Dragon Isles. And it almost reminds me of Star Wars prequels where it's like, well, we have to do the Clone Wars because Obi-Wan had a throwaway line about the Clone Wars. Yeah. And when you're watching A New Hope, it's kind of cool and mysterious to think that there was some, like, big thing that happened in the past. But you don't actually like think about what the clone wars was and seeing it right. almost takes away the magic and it kind of ruins that scene in a new hope uh maybe not ruin but it changes it i wish the guy was falling do the whole trailer the exact same way despite all my complaints and then the person that catches him isn't a dragon but it's a gnome and he's like the size of a of i don't know vallejo paint pot so he's really only like two and a half inches tall and then the gnomes are like what is this and it and then it's just like the splash screen is just like fucking gnomes everybody we're going back to gnome whatever the name of that dungeon was i have been like a decade since i walked through it i, I want some wacky gnome shit um uh yeah is that something more interesting than just dragons? I so I personally have a soft spot for dragons. Um, I think oh, they're sure. cool, but yeah. in the same way that I think mermaids are cool. And if they came out and said World of Warcraft, uh, um, Mermaid Island, I would personally go like, "Wow, is it playable mermaids? Is there a mermaid race now?" I will RP swimming around in circles in a water, and I don't know that that necessarily makes it the best game ever. Mm-hmm. Uh so we'll see. <laughs> um they are adding a race. Is it gonna be the stone people or is it yet. gonna be dragons? Um to dragons. So you're gonna be like draconians? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of complaints about how bad the dragons look. Ah, they're fine. They're fine. I think some people just want to be mad, but at the same time, they do kind of look like Second Life avatars. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> After the last, like, we, we've had, like, a couple, like, furry races added where it just, when you log into the game, like, the horde doesn't look like the horde anymore. It used to be orcs and minotaurs and goblins and trolls and, um, now when you log in, you see, like, these, like, roly-poly pandas that look like Jack Black, and then you see these little, like, foxes that basically replace the goblins. And it's like, oh, okay, let's just add the scalies, and uh, this is the second life world now. I imagine that's sort of uh, the audience, right? I remember when I, when I was playing with my friends back in high school, and... We all wanted to be on Horde because they were the coolest, right? Like, oh, man, I'll be a fucking orc. It's going to be these big-ass orcs, and he's going to be trolls. And a, and that was a big selling point. Um, But if a lot of those people left, and all your, your player base now is, like, furries and people stuck on the internet, you, you're going to cater to them to keep them around. We're like, hey, you guys want to play some dragon avatars? And, of course, they're all going to say, fuck yeah. Like, I'd, I'd roll a dragon avatar. What else are they doing? Oh, uh, the the interesting thing with the dragons, um, they can only be one class, and it's a class that's exclusive to the dragons, where you just use dragon magic. That's a little lame. I I kind of get it, but it's also a little lame. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um, that seems to be highly divisive. And I do understand you know, why, but I kind of like it. But I understand every critique. I haven't, like, disagreed with anyone's critique yet. Because, like, right off the bat, I'm like, well, they're going to be balanced for shit. Because that's how this game rolls and always has. So that's going to suck. And then there's going to be so many people rolling them. But those areas are going to be terrible. Everyone's going to be competing for the same gear. You're going to be leveling up some new guy, your alt, and it's going to be like, hey, looking for a group. And you're going to have like six of these asshole dragons message you. Like, hey, can I DPS? Now, plus side, it does have a healing spec. Oh, well, that's is um, it going to be like a druid where there's like three different, you know, you could be tank healer DPS? No, just uh, just DPS or heal. Okay, uh, that's not I the think worst. if they added a tank, that might help, but it's kind of a tall order. So I don't blame them for maybe like truncating it a bit because they they brought out the monk with all three, and I don't think the mm-hmm. monk has ever been balanced effectively in any of their specs. They always do something that they just like it seems like the base stats seem to screw over one at the benefit of the other, and they just seem to have a lot of trouble keeping those up to date. So, uh, when they came out with the Demon Hunter, that was just DPS or tank, and I feel like both of those worked okay. So, maybe there's sure. some magic to like limiting it a little more and having it more specialized. Well, I mean, you look at the Druids and Paladins, I feel like, were never properly balanced for all three specs until at least the second or third expansion. That's um, fair, too. Druids were better in the second. I don't think it was until till the third expansion that those those two classes were, like, properly viable in any role. Like, you could make a DPS Druid work, but it, it you had to be really good at it, and most people didn't really want you that. They're like, can you go healer? Can you go tank? You know... So, I get it. Now, what I do like, like the benefit of doing it this way, uh, some of the dragon spells, like, it's not like a mage where you stand there, like, casting a fireball, and then you shoot the fireball out of your hand. It's like they tie animations into you breathing fire, or you flap your wings, and that, like, pushes everybody back. Or you can actually fly around, like, you, you jump overhead and breathe fire down while you clear enemies. That's cool. And so it leans into the dragon theme a little more with those like specialized animations that only they can do because they have wings. And it's like, I think there's a benefit to this, even though it's a clunky new approach. So if like you go to um, the level 70 area and grind out like a, another dragon, is that kind of weird to be a dragon riding a dragon? So, Yes. And actually, uh, one of the other features in this expansion is going to be a new flying system. And the idea is that you can't just fly indefinitely. Um, You have to, like, see air currents and, like, use gravity and momentum. So you kind of, like, you'll dive down and, like, glide through a little hole and then get this, like, updraft and, like, soar up. And it's all, like, cool and dynamic, like in a trailer. And so what players will do when they get to the Dragon Isles is you get a customizable dragon mount. So you get to pick like colors and horns and armor and different scales and shapes. And you get your own unique dragon mount. And it lets you do this cool new dragon flight uh, motion thing, right? The dragon race also gets that mount, but you can just fly on your own wings and do the same thing. Okay. So there's kind of a cool like class race fantasy to that. Um I think you're maybe technically slower or something like that. This is still really early. <laughs> like they haven't announced an alpha or a a launch date yet. Um they're not done with this dragon race. Like the preview they showed they they told us up front like yeah, we're not done with this. We're sorry. Um because there's going to be a lot more customization options and I think some people are are getting a little worked up over the one that we saw. Yeah. I'm now curious with the mounts right in this area, because, like, druid bird form, kind of a big deal. Like, a huge perk to playing a druid is you can just click a button and turn into a bird (laughs) fly away. Yeah, uh, that's a question I haven't seen answered yet. Where did it go? I wonder if it's on the official site. Worldofwarcraft.com 
Um, the unique dragon mount thing, I think it looks pretty cool. And the idea of customizing your own mount, I think is fun. Yeah. Um, but I think what's really neat is just kind of, uh, <coughs> excuse me, like making that, uh, feel special. I, I, I don't know. I feel like mounts lost a lot of personality once they became like cross account. Because you can just make a new character and you have access to 100 mounts. And there's a lot that people just, you know, you unlock, everybody unlocks it, so it's not special to have anymore. Um, I think if you could customize your own dragon, that pretty much checks off a couple things on my personal wish list. Yeah. The fun thing with the dragons, right? I, I was always bummed when, like, hey, there's dragons in this, you have to kill them. And it's sort of like, well... I want to, like, be friends with the dragons. I want to turn into a dragon for a bit and have a new taskbar. Like, let's, you know, really play into the fantasy aspect. So there was a little bit of that um, in Wrath of the Lich King. There's, like, a, a dungeon where you could fly around on dragons. But for the most part, not a lot of it. So it's kind of cool to finally see them leaning into this aspect of, like, fantasy that I think every D&D nerd has wanted since the beginning. Yeah, you know what's funny? Uh, back in like early World of Warcraft days, a lot of the dungeon encounters were like, well, you fight a dragon. And the guys in charge of the lore, they had to keep pushing back and saying, well, no, 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 these dragons aren't bad guys. Like they're, they're like wise beings that, you know, and they would like explain the problem. And it's like, if you notice, there's a lot of, uh, like dragon encounters in vanilla WoW. But they're almost always like, oh no, the the one evil being has brainwashed me, and I can't control myself. You must defeat me to free the curse, and then you fight the dragon, and then it's yeah. like, uh, you know, it's like, oh no, it's it's my nightmare. I must sleep over here, and this is a unique mechanic that my nightmare vision came to life, and now you fight the dragon. And there's like weird like plot hand waving that doesn't make sense, and that was all shoehorned in because it's like they'd come up with a really good encounter gameplay wise, but then the lore guy would go, "You would never fight a green dragon, no, only black dragons." And we killed all the black dragons. There's no black dragons left, and the the designers roll their eyes and stuff. I know I've talked about dragons a decent amount on this show, but. It, it does remind me of when they were trying to do this big reset and like, hey, all the gods are gone and now dragons are here and dragons are making little dragon people like you can be in this. And, uh, you know, which of the dragons are evil, which of the dragons are bad guys and, and uh, they you know, they fight amongst each other and there's like politics with the dragons. And obviously World of Warcraft has been doing that for a really long time, too. Uh, to me, it kind of never gets old. Like, it's very fun just in practice but it's also feeling kind of derivative at this point too which is the exact opposite of what i just said where i maybe it is getting old maybe i was wrong maybe maybe me from 30 (laughs) seconds ago said a lie i'm sorry (laughs) um i think dragons are fun and i can't wait to i you know honestly like i like heroes of the storm the moba and I keep gravitating towards the dragon characters in that because you can play as Alex Straza or Chromie or Deathwing. And it's like, yeah, I just really love dragons. I want to stump around and go rawr and flat wings. It's just yeah. a, it's a comfort space for me. So I don't care how bad these new models look. <laughs> I'm kind of like, sign me up. I mean, at level 70, that was a big deal when you got to what I can't remember the name of the place, but you could farm out that nether dragon to get like an actual dragon mount because I think it was the first one in the game. And there was only like four or five colors. Yeah. Then there was a way to glitch it where if you're a druid, you could ride it in moonkin form and look really stupid. (laughs) Um, I like this guy with the big chunky head. I do too. Uh, the other thing maybe worth talking about and maybe not, but did you ever like give a shit about professions? I mean, I, I gave a shit about the ones I had. 
I really like how they do professions in Final Fantasy. And the way it works there, you actually get gear for your profession. So, like, if you're a miner, you can unlock, like, a little miner helmet. And you want to wear that because it gives you, like, a plus five to mining. And if you're a carpenter, like, you want to get the cool saw. Like, there's, like, a gold-plated saw with a, a diamond handle. And you've been eyeing it on the auction house. You almost have enough money to get it. And boy, you're going to make the best table once you get that saw. And so they're going to start doing that in WoW. Where when you do like mining, you get a mine helmet. And when you're doing uh, like potions or whatever, you have a backpack full of empty bottles and chemicals and stuff. And they're trying to make it more engaging. And they're trying to make it like less about just dumping stuff on the auction house. And more like you'll actually receive work orders because there's like a demand for something and oh that's kind of you can fulfill the work order yeah and so it's like it it sounds like they have ideas i want to see the execution it's way too early to say if they're good ideas or not i'm surprised thought is exactly what i want yeah (laughs) yeah i remember because i rolled Um, enchanting and leveling up through vanilla and burning crusade as an enchanter like that was this profession everybody really needed you to have because you made all their gear better but the financial cost to level that up sucked because all the crap stuff that you normally sell you had to disenchant for materials and then of course people wanted your enchants but they didn't want to pay for anything especially if they brought their own materials so you're just clicking a button and it's like no bitch i'm charging you 50 gold for this because i can Cause it's cause capitalism, baby. Uh, and for the longest time, you couldn't put any of that on the auction house, and then they made it so you could, and that was cool until it wasn't. Oh, okay. I I found this tab of the best memes of the WoW expansion announcement, and you might actually appreciate this one. You can describe it to the class when it uploads. Oh, look at there's uh the, there's uh, uh the top part of the picture is uh they look kind of like cat people. They got I think they're mostly dragons, but there's the there's a a girl and a guy and they're kind of looking up and they got big old cat-like horns and then Cats 2019 is right below them in the same pose. God, that movie is so weird looking. I can't believe I went and saw that in theaters. But you enjoyed it, right? Yeah, it was it was all right. I had fun with it. It was stupid, but it was it was stupid in a very entertaining way. That's all that matters. Plus, Taylor Swift was in it. Uh, I will say I don't super care for their like weird human form. Wait, so the dragons turn into humans? Oh yeah, never mind. They've been doing that forever. Uh, yeah, but but that's the thing when the dragons like when the NPC dragons turn into humans. They either look like humans or they look cool. And this is neither. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not no, a these very look, graceful these look, pretty look. Bad. Like they're trying to do this like blending thing where there's like scales that turn into skin on the face. And that just never works. But I don't care. I like the dragon form. Um, I think it's kind of like Worgen where you can toggle it on and off. So it's like. If I never use my human form, I am more than okay with it. Yeah. Man, enchanting was a crazy profession to have, especially towards the end when I had anything better to do, so I went and grinded out all the old level level 60 enchants that no one actually really wanted unless you were twinking, and by then that had kind of gone away. But it was cool to have them because they kind of sucked to get. And the whole... Professions in WoW have always been just, like, a time and money sink, but, like, baked into the game as a necessary evil because you needed it. And I don't know. I don't have time for any of that anymore. Like, I, it was neat for a bit. That was my other profession because I want to say, I was, oh, it was herbs. I was, I was an herbalist. And, and that was another one where, like, it kind of sucked, but you could make some okay money if you just kind of knew a little bit what you're doing and play the auction house a bit yeah i don't know uh i i prefer herbally herbological what is it herbology herbology botany botany no botany is final fantasy i think it's herbology i prefer just the gathering stuff because crafting 
it gets to be expensive. And if you do it right, you can get the return on the investment, but it takes time. And if I just like pick flowers while I'm doing other stuff, I get chump change, but it's always going up. I don't waste anything yeah. in the process. Yeah, for sure. Always like engineering was a cool profession, but then it was also kind of worthless. Like you could make all these dumb trinkets and toys, but they were never that effective or they took up an enchanting slot like some of the cooler ones. So you couldn't use them in a raid or in PVP because having plus 20 stamina on your cloak is better than having plus, oh, I can free fall a bit and not die, which is only useful yeah. in, I think, two, uh, you know, PVP settings like there was all these great ideas to it, and then the execution sucked. And I feel like that was almost every profession. Because even, like, yeah, the, the potions um, and stuff, like, just just get raid buffs. You don't fuck the potions. It was it sucked. It was annoying. Yeah. Um, I think they, they fixed alchemy a bit, where you can actually, you can make cauldrons again, like you could in vanilla. So it's like, it is a raid buff. And it helps oh, everybody, so it's like there's value to that. But mostly, um, like right now, I don't think engineering has value. They tried it one expansion. I think it was Warlords of Draenor. You could actually get a lot of cool things. And uh, like if you're a blacksmith, you could make blacksmith-only belt buckles. And it was a belt enchant that no one else can cover. So it was a buff. That's cool. You didn't have to give up something else for it. And then engineers... You got like uh you got special goggles that had like an extra feature. So it could like add an electrical charge that did more damage on your melee attacks, or you could shoot a little miniature cannon off the side of your head. And it was like there's no enchant head spot. So this is only a benefit for engineers and you don't get hurt by doing it. And mm. I think the problem was they had trouble balancing it a bit because they weren't that great, but it was better than nothing. But then some people would be like, well, I didn't level up their professions, so now I'm missing my 0.05% DPS increase, and now they won't invite me into the raid anymore. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it's not worth it. I <laughs> um, I'm curious on your take on this stuff. I want to send you this concept art for the raid gear. Is that what you just, uh, this blue and red? Yeah, there's going to be a yellow and a white set this reminds me of like avatar the last airbender i don't know i don't know why because i don't think anything in that actually looks like this but just like these color schemes it, it's very like jrpg or very anime um i i don't hate them they're fine but they're also they're not what i expect i'm trying to figure out how i should describe this like the red one it's it's mostly black armor, but it's very like tight fitting armor. It, it, it's uh, form fitting. Uh, then there's like red kind of uh, big shoulder pads, like kind of like spiky. They got red fire coming out of them. It's it's very angular. Uh, the two within robes, uh, it's a, more of a white instead of a black. A little bit of brown, definitely some like glowing red runes. Like it looks cool. But it doesn't. It doesn't really look like World of Warcraft. Like it looks like a different kind of game. Yeah, I was the. I think I'm on a similar wavelength as you here. I want to ask you a question though. Can you guess what any of these classes are? Um. Hmm. So looking at red guys, I'm gonna say warrior. No. Priest. Yes. Mage, and rogue. No. No. Okay, uh, that's well, evoker, which is the dragon. Um, you were right with priest. Uh, I think that's the warlock, and then demon hunter. Oh, I don't know what demon hunters are. I I got out before they showed up. That's fair. You weren't far off with the rogue, but I like when like paladin gear. It looks like oh, that's befitting of a paladin. And when right. I saw the priest gear here, I thought, oh, is that a warlock thing? I kind of like the, the cool, like, demonic symbols hanging off the the little tattered robes. And it's like, and here's the priest. I'm like, oh, well, I won't use that on a priest. Are any of these uh, druid gear? I'm guessing the bottom 
yes three that are kind of frosty and white one of those maybe is a druid probably the middle one one of those is druid they all have like an owl helmet i don't know which one is which yes middle one (laughs) middle one is druid oh yes i got Um, it the left one is rogue and the right one is shaman oh okay i guess i make the the rogue one i kind of don't get the shaman one i do i no i i honestly i thought that one uh actually yeah i wasn't sure i couldn't figure that one out and then it's like i guess rogue's the only one left anyways um so it makes sense but yeah so i would have thought i don't know rogue was one of these yellow ones i think that yellow one that first one's monk it doesn't look like a monk, but it has the little uh, beads hanging off of it, which makes it a monk. Yeah. Uh boy. I'm guessing that middle one is paladin and then warrior, but it might be death knight. I'm a little unsure. I, it's um, it's a little mixed bag. I think this announcement was a lot of fun. But they also very much like played it safe and underwhelmed some people. But I think having fair expectations is a good thing. So maybe if people aren't overhyped, they'll be a lot less disappointed when it comes out. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, that was fun. It's been fun following this all week. Um I, I like it when there's new World World Warcraft stuff, because then we get to do a very mainstay episode about world of warcraft and i get to feel kind of old because it's really been a long time now and every year it's been even longer since i've played yeah yeah honestly uh one of the things i still want to do for this show is um show you like the new tutorial experience and just how drastically different they present the game now that might be interesting i feel like that's a huge ass download to get me to play through that no i could just stream it on discord Oh, yeah, we could probably do that. Um, we'll probably do that eventually. That that's actually uh yeah, we got to pencil that in. That could be a fun a fun uh, episode. Yeah, I do uh soon we should do that Invader Zim watch along. I just I've been in the mood for Invader Zim anyways. I yeah, yeah. I I like talking about cartoons with my friends. Uh but that's World of Warcraft Dragonflight. Uh you can't pre-order because there's no release date yet. The end. The end. Uh, anything you want to add? Or should we go on to um, Glad Spaces? No, I think I'm down for a Glad Space. Okay. Um, my Glad Space, I think, is going to be... my uh, my, The band my vocal coach is in, uh, Mark, he's in a band called Kardashev. And they put out a new song this week called Compost Grave. It's a very good song. He sings a lot in it. He's a very, very good singer. It's a very pretty song, but also has like the crazy death metal bits. Uh, I like it a lot. I would highly recommend uh, you go check this one out. What was that name again? Kardashev is the band. Compost Grave is the song. Compost Grave is probably easier to Google. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good name, too. The song's really sad because it's like about someone visiting like the grave of his dead <laughs> no. brother and it's been like five decades or whatever and just like haunted by whatever happened. It's Yeah, imagine that, a death metal the, the song, song being called sad Compost about death. Grave yeah. has some negativity in it. <laughs> Good shit. No. What about you, Cameron? You glad about anything? You know what? I am. Uh, I want to uh, talk about this cool book I got in the mail. Astounding Science Fiction. Oh, yay, it did show up. It did show up. You sent me a cool book. Um, Where'd the year go? This is from 1940. A 20 cent. It's a pretty decent size uh, science fiction book. A bunch of short stories. Uh, it's, It's really cool. It's a little, like, fragile. And before I want to, like, read it too much, I'm looking into, like, how should I, like, rebind it appropriately so I don't damage it more while reading. Um, yeah, they flake a bit. Yeah, but the there's, like, a, a guilty um, curiosity part of me. I did go to the very back, and I've been reading all of these ads. 
And it's like, I want to read the sci-fi stories, but you know how I love ads. <laughs> there's this, yeah. Oh, there's this cool typewriter for $29. And it's just like a mail order typewriter. It's like, I wonder if the quality was actually there. It, it includes the free table. To, like a whole workspace like you could just you could read this book and get inspired to write your own sci-fi and then just buy a typewriter it's like oh boy and then like there's a big full color cigarette ad yeah all the cigarette ads like i immediately thought of you and i was like i have to send one of these because i got two of them uh so i have i have the companion one i guess um i like this one but- here there's like uh you know, you can train to be an artist, and it's like a art a coaching program. And it's like those ads still exist. You, you remember that thing where like you have to draw the the like the realistic person or the cartoon dog oh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of looking so, forward to like actually digging into the short stories themselves. There, there's some actually really good ones in there. So I, 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 my my local comic book shop, one of them ended up getting a ton of these in and we're selling them. And I went and I was like, I'm going to get two and I'm going to send you one because I thought you would, you would get a kick out of it just from the age and then obviously the ads and everything. And so I got two of them and I was like, I don't know which one to send you. So I'm going to read them both first. And, and then I told you I was going to send you something, but I hadn't actually started reading them. And they took me a bit longer to get through just because I wasn't like on the ball. Uh, but the one I sent you has some like actually really cool sci-fi stories in them. Uh, they're not like some of them aren't amazing, but like the ideas are there. Like there's some like neat hooks, and so I think you're really gonna enjoy at least a handful of them. And then the last one is written by L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, is it really? Yeah, that's that. why I had to send you that one. And I was like, I want Cameron to read the L. Ron Hubbard story because it's fucking weird as hell. Oh, that's cool. I gotta find which one that was. Um, I love the illustrations in here too. When you uh, when you get it done, we'll have to. We don't have to do an episode on it, but I'm curious what your thoughts will be. Just because I, I think you will. Th- there's some very imaginative stories in there that I think. Uh, yeah, I think this will be. If fun. the writing was didn't the hold up, the ideas did. Yep, that one. Okay. Cool. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so I I got this in the mail, and uh, and I opened it, and when it came out, like I my face lit up, and I think my dad could see that uh, through the wall because he like he came out. I was like, "What'd you get in the mail?" Um, and he was <laughs> like, "He's afraid to touch it because he didn't want to like damage the paper." But he's like, he's kind of looking forward to when I'm done reading it, so he can see that too. It flaked a bit when I read it. I don't think it's quite as fragile as it looks. Well, the the book itself isn't, but the front page is almost coming off. Yeah. So I, I'm going to probably, like, apply some kind of tape, but I want to make sure I do it, like, just right in a way that doesn't pull it apart more. Sure. Um, but, man, that's a that was a very thoughtful gift, so I am looking forward to that. Yeah, the Deaf Ear, the, the store that had them, they had at a point like quite a few of them, but most of them were in like pretty sorry condition and they were selling those for like a couple bucks. And so I was looking at the ones that were like in good condition, but then I'm like, oh, I don't know which ones to get. So I'm judging them by the cover. And so the one I sent you or the one I had had like the coolest like sci-fi covers where some of the other ones had more like uh, John Carter-esque covers where there's like a, a white dude and not a lot of clothing, but he's holding like a laser sword. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to read like that kind of sci-fi. I want, I want more of the spaceship shit. So I won't, I won't spoil any, spoil anything though. Even though they're what sixty years old, but yeah, I, I yeah. you'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> I that's something else. I like old science fiction. Um, oh, oh uh, Andrew Heaton wrote a sci-fi short story book. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Um, have you heard any of that? He he put up a couple chapters that he uh he actually just like read it for a podcast. And it's like I, I don't know that he has the best writing style, but he has these really good sci-fi hooks where it's like uh it's something interesting to think about. And it's like mm-hmm. sometimes with sci-fi it doesn't have to be good. It just has to give you an interesting thought that you can like ruminate on. Yeah. Uh there's one <laughs> There's one he did where 
the idea is that um, there's these like archaeologists that discover Earth, and these archaeologists are robots that were made by a species that was really good at making robots, and their job is to just categorize and catalog everything. And so they found a planet that had civilization on it. It was like, oh, cool. Um, and then they find like this this one area uh, that was the, the the land once called Florida. Um, they actually had their own robots of their world leaders. And so it's about these robot archaeologists trying to reconstruct Disney World's Hall of Presidents oh, and turn them cute. into representations of humanity. And so it's like they have like robot Richard Nixon like walking around and he's like he's trapped in his time where it's like he he's just like he's he's upset about the Russians or something and they're trying to calm him down and it's like no no we overtuned him. And they're just kind of annoyed. <laughs> and it's basically like all of humanity's gone. And all that we have left is Disney World's Hall of Presidents to remember humanity by. And it's like, this is an interesting subject to actually think about. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a really good hook. And I know he's a comedian, so like it's also a really funny hook. Kind of depressing, but also kind of funny, which, you know, you, you yeah, that's a good intersection to be at, I think, sometimes. So yeah, that sounds fun. I'll have to go find whatever he's released for free and check it out. Yeah, and actually, that's not even the hook. Like, the the story is about um, they found someone's blog, and it's just some guy. But he blogged every <laughs> single, like, thought he had. So it's like, imagine your Twitter account contains enough of your personality that they're able to use that to replicate and clone you into a robot body. And he doesn't know that he's a clone. He's just the con- He's just, like, the shared thoughts from his old blog. And what is that person's existence like? And that's what the story is actually about. And that gets into much more interesting stuff. I won't spoil. But it's, uh, yeah, if we're talking about sci-fi books, um, go look up Andrew Heaton's show and get a preview there. The last episode of his... Uh, alienating I'll, I'll the audience. Um, the last episode of his I listened to, he was talking to, I don't remember what he was talking to or what they were talking about, but... They ended it on kind of a way to navigate uh, debates and conversations where people are at fairly opposing odds. And it was something like, instead of approaching uh, this conversation like, hey, I'm, a, I'm here to change your mind because that's probably not going to happen. Approach it be like, like, hey, this thing you believe on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you believe it? Are you at a 6? Are you at an 8? And then whatever the number is, you know, it's like, okay, can I get you from a six to a five? Or can I get you from a six to a four? Oh, you're at a nine. Well, if I said, can I say something to you to get you to an eight? And, you know, like this incremental uh, way to approach a topic where you're not trying to uproot someone's like total view system, but you're trying to take that and, and just peel a little bit back and give them maybe an idea that they hadn't thought of before. But they're still sure about their idea, especially if they're at like an eight or nine. But now there's a little more nuance to it that they can consider. And, and just uh, approaching thornier subjects like that because it's going to be more productive. And you immediately know where you stand. If I go, hey, do you believe uh, this, you know, Rise of the Skywalker is the worst Star Wars movie? You know, scale of one to ten, where are you at? Right. And they say it's a ten. I'm like, wow, I really fucking hate that movie. Uh, I can approach this conversation with, you know, knowing that going in and, and there's less surprises. And I thought that was a really healthy way to engage adults on some stuff that might be kind of hard to navigate. Uh, if Should you like fall into that trap? I haven't used it uh, yet and don't know if I ever will, depending on how things go. Right. Because well, you know, people I, I, at work are. Yeah, I didn't care for that one because um, it goes back to that sentence you just said. It's good for engaging with adults. Yeah. Um I yeah, I didn't really care for that. <laughs> that that talk. It's not that it's bad. It's just that whenever he has these like hypotheticals of like this is how people should act. It he, I don't think he realizes that he creates a straw man agreeable person that's reasonable. And it's like no, no, that's no. That's true. I I could talk to him. Um but no, I think that was his politics show, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, no, this is on his sci-fi show, which is alienating the audience. Yeah, I, I haven't listened to that one. I don't know. 
I, I, like I, said, I, I, haven't, I haven't had to I, use that for, tactic for your tastes. I recommend that show. Okay, I do like his political show. I mean, I don't think I agree with him a whole lot politically. He's in a different no, it's position. It's a good than politics I am, but, show, though. But yeah, he approaches like policy really well, which most political shows do not do. And so it's nice to be like, hey, here's the policy. Um, and they go from there like, oh, this is what the bill is about. Or here's, you know, he defines what they're going to talk about very well up front. And so you can like go in or back out right away, not waste your time. He also does research. And I've noticed a lot of reporting involves how do I get this story out as soon as possible? But he mm-hmm. will actually read an entire book before interviewing the author about it. And you get a much yep. better conversation that way. But yeah, I guess. Anyways, I, I, uh, uh, Andrew Heaton counts as our recommendal this week. I guess. I guess he's um, fun. Yeah, he he can be fun. He typically is. Uh, he has like a yeah, two-hour episode on Wow with you. What? He has a two-hour episode or so on like interrelations theory, IR theory. I can't remember what the IR stands for. Where he goes through like every the four main types of it, and then applies all four of them to the Russia Ukraine thing. And I thought that was a really good episode as someone who knows nothing about ir theory i went in totally blind i was like i don't know what this means but i'm gonna have a long day at work so i'm gonna listen to this yeah he finds very interesting angles on things too it's very fascinating i i think the one i listened to recently he was talking about um a poorly run local government and so for an example of small government not working he found a city that's especially poorly run but instead of just explaining, like, here's a problem, he framed it in this adorable, like, Twilight Zone opening where he was, like, describing a person having a terrible time in this city, but as if it was a Twilight Zone, and he's doing, like, the Rod Sterling impression, and it has the music and stuff. Um, And it was just like, you know, he has a lot of fun, but also there's substance to what he's actually talking about, and this has a point later. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, there's not a lot of people like him out there, so I, I support him. I support him, but not monetarily, because I'm cheap. I support him monetarily. Um, Good for we you. We cut cable, and I started uh, supporting independent journalists and getting my news from them. And it's like, hey, wait a minute. If I check uh, any news website, they aren't even talking about this stuff that I actually care about. Yikes. Dot com. Dot org. Dot Oh, how about we wish everyone a good night? Good night, everybody. I think people listen to this during the day, so I'm going to recommend we not do that. And you've embarrassed us. Oh, oops. I don't know. Good night, everybody. Actually, I kind of (laughs) wonder. I'm going to stop now. Take care, everybody. I'm going to stop.